0: Hello and welcome to the rabbit hole, the definitive developers podcast, recording live from the boogie down Bronx. I'm Michael Nunez. I have our co-host today, Dave Anderson. And today we have a special episode with some special guests introducing our rabbit hole veteran, Emmanuel Gennard and Meredith Edwards. How's it going guys?
1: going great it is
2: going great it feels good to be back in the rabbit hole
3: oh yeah good good to have our once in future regular guest back on the show
0: yeah i missed you guys yeah i think the last episode uh we had the both of you on was the episode on role models and that was like a really awesome and amazing experience to talk about some of the people we aspire to be and some people we follow and who we want to be when we grow up
3: yeah that's that's right actually a discussion from that evening kind of germinated the podcast that you guys have been working on, right?
2: That is correct. That that was a special night. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it all comes full circle because today we are shedding some light in a new podcast that Emmanuel Gennard and Meredith Edwards will introduce under the umbrella we currently have of software development podcast. So after that episode, after that recording, what was the conversation that led to the amazing podcast we're going to be uh, elaborating later on in this in this episode. And what is the podcast
3: called? Or should we just not <laughs> talk about it until the very end? <laughs> so, yeah, I just want to know the
0: conversation, and then we're going to say the name, and then it's going to be amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what what caused the conversation?
1: Well, yeah, Emmanuel. From what I remember, we were sitting around a table having dinner together. And both you and I were really interested in doing a podcast where we talk about code. Yeah, that was
2: it, right? It was, I think William was revealing his master plan. Ah. Our, our producer, William, to have a podcast network, a podcast mm-hmm. empire.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: To <laughs> take over all of podcasting. And we we offered ourselves to the emperor. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we offered our services to the emperor to that, might, so that his greatness might be might, might even be heightened.
3: Oh man, <laughs> yes. uh, wherever wherever William is, he's turning red right now. I'm <laughs> <here>. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's really not easy to talk about code in an audio format, too. It's like what what's that phrase? Like dancing about architecture or something?
2: Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that phrase. But yeah, <laughs> dancing about architecture. You know what? That's probably something you can do. I took some pretty interesting dance classes <laughs> in college when I majored in theater and dance and so I'm gonna say that's probably easier than you think, Dave. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm
3: I just don't have the expertise. I mean, I guess like yeah, you yeah. guys you guys have the expertise to talk about code. So maybe anything's possible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it. I mean, it is really hard, and we, we are getting better at it
3: for sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. What kind of what kind of code do you guys like talking about on the podcast?
1: We like talking about real code.
0: Okay. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. uh, real uh, code. Elaborate on <laughs> what it is that's real code. Yeah, is the code I've been writing not real? Is that what you're telling
1: me? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a lie. Well, here's
3: <laughs> the
1: thing is that so much of the code that you can practice online these are puzzles that you solve that don't resemble the code that you write day to day and we didn't yeah. want we didn't want to play around with that.
3: That's mm. true. Yeah yeah like there's so many problems on like exorcism or hacker rank or whatever. like all those like really focused examples of like optimizing a really mm-hmm. specific problem mm-hmm. that's like completely out of context.
2: Yeah, and it's and also I think it they generally reward cleverness that is not really all that useful in actual the software development that's gonna be that's running a business because other people will have to come and understand what you're doing to be able to extend it, uh, maintain it, and thus the cleverness that you get, you know, upvotes for on or plus ones or whatever it is. On some something like HackerRank or there's something called like Code Ninja or something like that. I remember when I was first looking for a job that people would recommend I do, and they were just like, "Oh, how do you do this in like five characters instead of like explaining it Mm. in in something
3: that
1: someone another human being can understand, right?"
3: (laughs) Yeah. Is, and that so... the, is that in the job description for a ninja? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I
1: mean, you, Variable names can be only one character long. That sounds oh, like, no. oh, no. <laughs> you're not, that sounds you're, like a, not a real a true ninja. Ninja.
3: Yeah, A true ninja. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: A true ninja uh, unless your code is just a series of characters with no real meaning around them.
3: Yeah, like, was it BrainFuck or something?
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: that's cool. Yeah, I I totally feel that. Especially with, like,. Interview processes too, right? Like these, these problems are like a whole separate thing that you kind of train for before you actually have to train for the thing that is your job. Mm -hmm. Like you have to Mm -hmm. like level up and, you know, do these ninja exercises. And then eventually you get to the point where you can do a whiteboarding problem or a live coding challenge. I guess like as many things with interviewing, it's, it's, it's challenging to get a read for the skill set. And it's like an artificial construct to a degree.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It reminds me a little bit of the way that, you know, we put high schoolers through the SAT and ACT. And while those are an indicator of verbal and math skills, they are a little deceptive in terms of, oh, if you do really well on them, it means you're directly going to succeed in college.
2: Mm. Or, or even in life, right? I mean.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even more
2: yeah, I think it's pretty much useless for life for the most part.
3: Yeah, what so like eliminating two answers is not gonna help me. <laughs> yeah, a <in the> multiple
2: <laughs> choice <laughs> exam of life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, imagine man. a test. Imagine a test that would be, you know, a test for life. A a successful predictor of that. Huh, that'd be kinda oh, crazy. No,
0: no, no. Let's not have that. I oh, don't no, want to have you. those thoughts. <laughs> We're going Black Mirror.
1: Batale, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> cool. Yeah. So like what what's an example of a problem that you would take to do this real code from the street?
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> from the, what what was it? The bouncing bronx or no,
0: the boogie down, is the boogie, boogie down, down. The boogie. So What is what is some, what is a problem you would the take from the, <laughs> you from the boogie down are from the down onto this podcast? What a, what a what are some yeah, like how do you I guess the question I have is in, in in parallel of what Dave was asking, what questions do you think are meaty and like worthy of these exercises and how do you how do you gauge in a problem that you want to do?
2: I would say one of the things that we definitely look for is something that that feels like, I know this is going to be uh, uh, not a dark, but it feels like to us something that we would face on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Right. There'd be ideas of like, you have to figure out how to validate something. You have to refactor something someone else wrote or you wrote mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be able to add functionality to it. And so then they become practices, though I would say they're also kind of constructs we're using, but they're constructs that are kind of kind of like scrimmages. I don't know this is a sports <laughs> reference, but if you scrimmage in football or basketball, you kind of play a simulated game essentially, but you play with your teammates and you can practice a specific skill while you're scrimmaging. Right. But it still feels like a game. Whereas if you are just doing drills, a lot of the times it doesn't really feel like a game and it, it may not help you as much because the kind of when you're doing a drill, you, you don't have someone in your face trying to block a shot. Right.
3: Whereas right. If, if you're it's, a it's like kind of a, you do a, one of the building yeah. blocks of get, getting there. Like you might do a push up, and then you yeah. do an exercise <laughs> or a drill, and yeah. then a scrimmage
0: above that.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we I guess we want the scrimmages.
0: Yeah, and I imagine I think you mentioned before it is, it is uh, there are different experiences to taking a particular puzzle and trying to solve that programmatically versus like something that could potentially be a code test that you may have to solve or like maybe a a particular thing you would run into that you normally won't get in a puzzle or a code test and these are the problems that you guys are trying to solve.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially with about- refactoring. Oh, oh, One thing that I did not anticipate is that In my own experience, refactoring my code is fun because if you have a test suite to support your code, you're just tinkering around with the code and you know the way that it works. So there's a lot of freedom there. However, when Emmanuel and I took a a refactoring problem for code that we hadn't written and I had to refactor it, it felt so much more like a day-to-day challenge because as a developer, you are refactoring code that you didn't write or Mm -hmm. you're refactoring code that you wrote, but maybe you wrote it a couple of weeks ago and you don't remember, (laughs) you don't remember your code and discover or rediscovering the logic behind that code and familiarizing yourself with the naming. Yeah. That's, it's a lot harder when the code is not fresh, you know, in your mind.
3: Yeah, that's true. So are you guys starting from basically like an existing set of code that then you will always like build on top of and extend for each of these topics or does it vary case
1: by case?
2: Yeah, I'd say it varies as well, case by case. It's going to be kind of a surprise each. I think each problem and
1: yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It just I think it depends on the nature of the problem. It depends on how we source the problem, and then too, we want to try out a couple of well, more than a couple, a few different approaches, and um, just to mix things up, keep it interesting, but also see see what works best.
0: I see. So you guys have the idea sparked soon after the conversation William wanted the two of you to fall under the empire of the podcast (laughs) umbrella. you guys thought about I feel like like there's also like
3: we we joke about that but then you guys also had a very earnest discussion about like refactoring and like the 99 bottles of beer problem like you guys you guys were getting really in deep on that
1: Oh, yeah. No, I I remember that so well, because Emmanuel was the first developer I talked to who had also read 99 Bottles. And Sandy Metz is huge, right? She's very famous in the Ruby community. But at that point, most people had really only read Puder, Practices of Object oriented design in Ruby. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I got, I got so much out of both books, but I, my favorite is 99 bottles because of the way that it teaches you a strategy to refactor your code to make it good. But yeah, like Sandy Metz, 99 bottles, the flocking rules, that was a huge inspiration for our podcast.
0: Yeah. So you guys have the, the, the structure and the idea of, of the podcast. You figured out a way to pick problems that, that more resemble more like scrimmages rather than drills. So I guess the last piece is the name. (laughs)
3: <laughs> did you guys choose
0: a name like oh, what is the oh name God. of the podcast maybe we can we can go get, full before, circle all right before we get there
2: before the we menu. get there the, i want to mention that the structure of our episode is really of our podcast episodes they're going to be one person interviewing another person i'll interview Mer- meredith about how she approached things and also we want to say that we will definitely give links to the code that we've written through github We will give you links to specific commits that we talk about as well, as you can see the changes. And so a person, though it will be hard to follow by just listening, we'll try to make that as easy as possible. You can also find a way to just like, uh, read along with the code as we talk about it.
3: Oh, that's awesome. And I guess like maybe even take the problem from commit zero and carry it forward on their own terms.
1: Yes. That would be yeah, great, absolutely. actually. Yeah, absolutely. And we also put that there because we're really interested in hearing from our listeners if they want to comment on our code, if they want to submit a pull request request with another solution for the problem that we talk about. Yeah, we definitely want to have a conversation with our listeners about code.
3: Oh, that's that's cool. That's an interesting idea to use like a pull request as a community engagement kind of thing where I guess it is like for open source but uh yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah like I I I guess like there are some github repos that are not really for the purposes of like building software they're just for building consensus or like building a joke together (laughs) like yeah yeah that, that one that's like There's all these PRs about the best software for security purposes. It's just no software at all. (laughs) And everyone's just trying to optimize for this (laughs) non-existent piece of software. For
2: no software. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Ah, that's cool. Yes. So, but getting to the name... <laughs> was
3: one of the hey, you, difficult
2: is, uh, things I've had to do in my life, I
0: think. Yeah. Drum roll. And <laughs> we got the drum roll. You guys have been holding out on, on giving the name of the podcast. We got the, where it came, where the thoughts came from, the particular questions you guys get to use, the structure of the podcast. And now we, the name. You guys have named the podcast. Where did the name come from? And before we introduced the name, how did you guys derive of that name itself?
1: <laughs> well, both. Emmanuel and I are a little bit sinister.
3: <laughs> is there a sign oh, yeah, of you guys? Yeah. Are you? Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> there it is.
1: I'm
0: wasn't aware of that.
3: There's a
1: darkness yeah. about us. Okay. Emmanuel's last name is Gennard. Uh huh. My last name is Edwards. If you take those two letters, they form the two-letter combination E G.
0: Okay. So we have E G.
1: So we As
2: thought a, about Edwards and Gennard, but that sounds yeah. like a lawyer, like a lawyer, office, <laughs> like a law,
3: office,
1: right? Yeah. I right. forgot. I forgot that we considered. It was like Edwards and Jannard, the E.G. affair. Oh yeah, that sounds. Yeah. That sounds like really it, cool. Uh, actually,
3: it could be like kind of a like a detective firm too. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: so yeah, a yeah, Software
0: development, cold detectives. Call. Yeah. and uh, Edwards, 888, <laughs> so 888. Yeah, like
1: yeah, we need to get a subway ad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. <laughs>
2: all
3: right, so you're not you're not detectives or lawyers. Yeah. So this is not this is not a prime time drama television show. I guess?
2: <laughs> and we'll try not to be procedural about it. Okay. <laughs> oh, you get front. that. Uh, <laughs> 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 but then something, we went to the bottom of the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We went to that, out of that darkness, that dark underbelly, we were born out of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we we rose from the darkness.
0: Okay.
2: And we arose as evil geniuses.
0: Oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> so, so going down to the bottom of the rabbit hole, getting things done and coming back out alive, you become the evil geniuses.
1: Evil evil geniuses. There
3: you go. Nothing nothing
0: white and fluffy there.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Evil devs. Evil evil problems.
2: Evil code.
3: There you go. I I feel that. So, like, (laughs) I guess the the hook is that you're cooking up these, like, problems that, like, you're going to take over the world and then solve diabolical solutions.
1: Yeah, diabolical diabolical solutions is the is the right word to use.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the kind of code I want to see. Diabolical. <laughs> the kind that will that has the ability to take over the world and do evil things to it. You leave the you leave the the fluffy stuff elsewhere. Yeah, so I mean, evil geniuses is a really awesome name and I think that it goes very well with what you guys are trying to create with this podcast, with creating different ways to solve problems you normally wouldn't see, right? We want these diabolical problems or these diabolical situations that you don't see every day as someone who's trying to learn how to code, but you see Mm -hmm. them all the time if you've worked in a uh, software company. And you oh, get yeah. to change, yeah, because that's like the really big thing too, right? Like, yeah, you can get a couple of the couple things from those the you get a couple of these problems from the websites you've mentioned earlier, but it's the ones that you see at work that are probably the most diabolical.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Have you ever come across a six hundred line function?
0: Oh, oh god! Oh yes, just six yes. <laughs> yes, hundred. That's it. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. We've seen 600, 6000, maybe, maybe. No. And have you seen, have you seen it? There's a 600 line code. No tests. That's difficult. How do you do that? Oh, how yeah. do you implement tests to that? Gilded I, Rose I'm, got nothing on that. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think what your podcast will solve is the space that shows what real code looks and feels like. And how do you make it? Better and how do you refactor? How do you make it more efficient? I guess I, I fully understand the idea of real code, not like buggy down Bronx code, but like, you know, real problems that happen in the workplace.
1: Yeah. We want this to be useful. We want this to be practical. We want this to help people during nine to five.
0: Awesome. So, what are some of the future topics you guys will be discussing on the Evil
2: Geniuses podcast?
1: You'll hear us talk about validations. We'll, yep.
2: We will refactor something that needs refactoring. <laughs> and we'll also be do, I and also remember, we're going to keep the focus on things that feel like the kind of things a working developer faces, not the puzzles someone has to, not the hoops someone has to go through, I should say when they're interviewing for a job, which are often really just unrealistic.
1: Yeah. Real code is super important to us.
0: Awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to subscribing to the Evil Geniuses podcast to see your takes on these problems that we have as software developers on our day-to-day lives.
3: Yeah, and I'd I'd like to try some of the problems along with you guys. Looking forward to seeing
1: them. We can't wait, Dave. Meredith,
0: how can people contact you?
1: You can get in touch with me on Twitter. My Mm -hmm. handle is at... Meredith, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, underscore Marg, M-A-R-G.
0: Awesome. And uh, Emmanuel, how can people reach out to you?
2: Oh, you can hit me up on Twitter as well. That I'm at E-D-G-E-N-A-R-D. That's E-D-G-E-N-A-R-D. Yeah, on Twitter.
0: Awesome. And how can people contact the Evil Genius Podcast?
2: You can contact us in several ways. We have a Twitter account. It's at evil underscore devs. That's at evil underscore devs. And mm-hmm. our website is going to be evilgeniuspodcast.com.
1: Yeah, get in touch.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. This was a very special recording. i like to thank both Emmanuel and Meredith to jump on the internet to uh, do this recording. And Dave, to you as well, always a pleasure having you recording alongside me in the rabbit hole.
1: It's yeah. been great it's been real
2: it's been real yes
0: let's keep the conversation going on twitter follow us now at radio free rabbit like what you hear give us a five-star review it helps developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole and never miss an episode subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast on behalf of our producer extraordinaire william jeffries and my amazing co-host dave anderson and me your host michael nunez thanks for listening to the rabbit hole